goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacore and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. It's like every decision he makes in that season comes with emotional strings. Yeah. He saves Black Mariah from a from a house fire. Misty goes, why, why would you do that? He doesn't have an answer. So there's this weird emotional immaturity as a hero, and this is his way of controlling the circumstances. So Jared, tell tell me about these tell me about these uh, these things. I don't know if I don't know if you guys have have had them before. I'm really intrigued. What are what are Rice Krispie treats? Oh, uh, why why would you not have had them? I I just, all I've right. Well, never, uh, so never. they are a delicious treat where uh, basically the Rice Krispies are just puffed rice, uh, okay. and there you just like cook it with butter and marshmallows. Okay. And it just turns. You could just shape it into whatever shape you want, but most people just do Ooh. a bar. Do you think Tell they? Me. Do you think they have them here? Yeah, uh, at the bar we're going to. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a Rice Krispies bar, right? Is it? They're bars of Rice Krispies, so they'd yeah. be at yeah. the bar. They'd be at bars. They'd be at bars. Like do you, the, Do you only get them at bars? No, no. Oh, okay. Supermarket, no. or you can make them. Well, well, oh, we're okay. here. We're here at the bar. Oh yeah, no, I don't think you're gonna find them at a bar. <laughs> well, well, this this is a you asked to come to a bar. I did. We where, brought you to a bar. This is the Oblivion Bar. This yeah. is where the GPS said you wanted to go. Yeah, it said yeah. you wanted to go to a bar. It tells Which, it tells us where you want to go. I thought the place I wanted to go was only like two blocks away. This is two blocks away. Kind kind of. Dimensionally. Yeah. Dimension. Dimensionally? It is less than it is one dimension away from our original point. So what? that's actually closer yeah. than two blocks. Okay, two is bigger than okay. one. Hey, Jared, can, uh, can you give us give us one second? Just hang, just stay right there. Sure. Just hang on. Um, when should when should we tell him? I vote never. I say we run with it. Okay. So, both of those ideas are bad. But we'll go ahead and we'll, I mean, I mean. We <laughs> Yay, just, we're going with our idea. Okay, so you asked to go to a bar. This is Oblivion Bar. This is a wonderful, wonderful place uh, that is. Filled with great people. Yeah. And See, I'm, that guy's just, blue. He has horns. Why does he blue and have horns? What? It's, um, do you, do you guys celebrate, uh, what is this, what is uh, Halloween? Is that? Is that right? Uh, I believe it's pronounced. I believe it's called All Hollows Steve. Oh, Hall. okay. Uh, close, uh, close, but it's yeah, Halloween. It's a celebration but of Steve. Is it? Isn't it the summer? I'm pretty sure Halloween is celebrated. It's it's one of those it's one of those themed bars. Oh, it's a theme it's, like it's oh, coming, it's like a, you think they have karaoke then? Uh, maybe? I would be disappointed if they did. And it better yeah. karaoke. And it's again. gonna be it. it whatever yeah. it is, it better be magical. Well, I was planning on meeting someone at the bar, but I mean, if you well, guys don't let's mind, uh, well, let's well let's go. Let's yeah. Go. I mean, I guess let's, I can hang with you guys a little bit let's longer. Let's head on in and, and let's see what we got going on. We're, sure, we're great Lyft drivers. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Well, best. We, drive, That's, 
we drive we drive places and we get there. Yeah. I see that. That's, that yeah, I guess yeah, that's worthy of a five star review. Oh, good, good. They give us they give reviews out. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five stars. That's, it's that's good. it's in the OA Lift app. That would make five stars. I think would make. Thanos I don't think I've ever very heard happy. Thanos. Thanos likes stars. Thanos yes. likes stars. Uh, he loves stars. The, no, 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 no. It's just, a, okay. it's an inside, it's an inside it's joke. All right. Um, yeah. For anyone out there who's joining us here, uh, we are at the Oblivion Bar, uh, and this is Sanctuary One Radio. I'm here with Diamond Jab Props side, and our and our friend uh, Jared is, is joining Jared. us. Who are you guys talking to? It's... The it's, universe. It's, yeah. It's, oh, everybody. Right. You guys like to emote out loud a lot. Yes. So. Okay. Uh, you're foreigners. I get it. Okay. Good. Awesome. Um, so this week, but there's only three of us. Four. He's referring. You said there was you four, said four inners. Four inners. There's only three inners. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, grab a drink. Okay. Go ahead, Jared. We'll we'll go ahead and 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 start. Um. So this week we are going to be uh doing a little bit of a recap. Uh, we're gonna be covering uh our. Uh, our favorite shows that we've been trying to get caught up with our Netflix universe, as it is dubbed. Um, I know a lot of people probably want us to talk about the CW universe, uh, but that's a universe that at the current moment I'm very actively avoiding. Uh, but in either instance, uh, we might cover that at one point or another. In the future, this week is dedicated to the Netflix universe for Marvel. No, 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 Netflix. <laughs> Uh, the Iron Fist season two uh, will be starting on September seventh. Uh, but before we get into that Iron Fist season two, I think it's important to get a synopsis going so that we can recap what's going on, our thoughts going into it, and maybe ask a couple I questions. Ju- I, I, along I just want to. I just want to say it sounds like <laughs> the big. Beginning said it like it should have been like coming to you from Oblivion Bar. <laughs> We've got T-shirts. We're gonna be here all night. St. Patty's Day. <laughs> <laughs> All Hollow Steves. All Hollow Steves. <laughs> you guys seem like you're having a good time over here. Uh, they didn't have the drink I was I wanted, but they had this red one that uh, sounds like a good one. So what are we talking about? So we're we're talking about uh, the Netflix Marvel Universe. Oh, cool. Uh, is what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so boom. Uh, <laughs> Almost sounded civil. Uh, um, law and ordering. So my guitar episode is just doing noises yeah, while I'm like trying the, to the get the back into one guitar pluck. Right. So with the Netflix universe, it uh, it's been moving to say the least. It's had its peaks and valleys. The peaks at its highest were really at the beginning when Daredevil season one dropped, and everyone thought it was the hottest thing uh, since sliced bread. Uh, Sliced bread's not very hot until you put it in the toaster. It's the hottest thing since toasted sliced bread. Um, It is in Hell's Kitchen, so I imagine they have a toaster. It's the hottest thing since toasted sliced bread in Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) Um, Apologies. (laughs) It's raining puns. It's gonna. It's horrible. (laughs) So. What I want to talk about is is pre defenders, right? So we're yeah. looking at Daredevil, uh, Daredevil two, uh, Daredevil two, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, right? Mm-hmm. Five seasons before the grouping of defenders. 
Those first few seasons were really about trying to define these characters. And in my opinion, they were really about differentiating these characters as heavily as possible. You had Jessica Jones, which was a crime noir first season, which within my opinion, one of the most charismatic villains Marvel's ever put on the TV screen Yeah, in David Tennant. He was excellent. He was so good. You then had, obviously, Daredevil, which was a reimagining of the character that it needed Mm -hmm. to somewhat separate itself from the the past that it's had in a film sense. Yeah. Um, but it's won awards from, uh, the association, uh, the American association for the blind and a bunch of others in terms of the representation of the character. So it got a lot of traction and attention there. Uh, then you had, uh, Luke Cage, which was this amazingly directed, like, black exploitation 1980s, like, Black Dynamite-style show that that had an, a, a very Shaft. great cast mm-hmm. of characters uh, and a great villain. Ended a little weak, but it, it started I, out relatively strong. St- other than, I think... Um Jessica Jones, I think most of the shows have ended a little bit weaker than they started. Yeah. Like, I think they suffer from the same kind of complex that the comic book movies do. Yeah. Where it's like, interesting stuff's happening. Interesting stuff happening. Bad guy. And then eventually just turns into bad guy fight. Yeah. And And I don't care. Yeah. Like end of end of shit. I, yeah, the Daredevil fight at the end was like so it was like all this build up and you know, he's in full costume and you're like, oh cool. And it was what two, three it was minutes. Maybe a two and, minute and, hand. And most hand of it was fight. talking. Yeah. And no offense to visit D'Ofrio, but like you could see the points where they were just kind of like there's like a point where he does like a ballet flourish with Deadpool and I or <laughs> Deadpool. Daredevil. Um <laughs> my bad. He does this like he picks him up over his head and he does this like ballet flourish and he drops him on the ground and I was like, no, you bane him. You bane him hard. Yeah. Like this is a guy that beat a dude's head in a car door. Which and was we're just gonna, such like, a powerful freaking scene. Right? That was a power that's, move on that's all. That's the fight I wanted with him. Like, yeah. there's a dumpster behind him. I wanted him to take him, slam him over that dumpster and start slamming the lid down on him. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think that was the biggest thing that they showed, um, the difference between Kingpin and, like, the comics. Kingpin is a physically imposing character, and he can fight... But he's so, so controlled. And I like that we got to see that very controlled man. And then we got to see him when he loses his cool. And you're and right. How dominant that point, of a force he can be. That point, he should have been, he should have dominated that fight uh, much more than he did. He's, I, it was too, too choreographed. Yeah, and I and I don't know if that was because Vincent D'Ofrio couldn't physically do what they were asking De- Kingpin to do. So they kind of like. Yeah, super. I mean, did they up made the it fight. work. They made it work. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it's just like you're right. It's short. It was anticlimactic. Yeah, and I like I didn't see the the kingpin that was beating a dude's head in a door, and that's that's the fight. Like after you show me that, I'm like, that's what I want to see. Dead, yeah, Daredevil goes up against. Yeah, and Almost it was so again. unexpected. You know, because a few scenes earlier, you see him calmly, you know, put, choosing every single layer of clothing. Yeah. watch even how he would eat dinner he or breakfast or whatever it was it was all so uh, he would season uh, it a specific way right when he he's would. in that art show talking to that lady like, like he's very, very, yeah, yeah. He's very cool, particular yeah cool composed he's, that's he's that's suave. the kingpin that i remember yeah like even even for fans of like the amazing spider-man cartoon like that's kind of the kingpin you know he's got the the purple 
kind of kerchief and the mm-hmm. white jacket. He's got the diamond on the staff, and he's just he he's a charismatically villainous character. Yeah, you can't quite put your finger on it. You know uh, he's bad, but you, but know but you something's going of, on. You kind of like him as a bad guy because of how how well he was portrayed. Like, honestly, he... Seriously, there, 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 there are moments... season two, which we'll get to in a little bit. I, I, the backstory of Kingpin in season one, I love and his, and his reactions to that. But I like King, Kingpin season two in jail, where he's kind of embracing the this Kingpin. villainous role that people see him as. You really sort of identify him with him as well when he meets this woman that he's falling in love with mm-hmm. and he feels some type of way about it. Yeah. And, and she goes. feels some, some type of, you want it to work out, right? Yeah. Like when she gets, when she gets sick, uh, with that poisoning, you, you feel some type of like, way oh, about her getting like sick. Like me watching that, I was like, oh, I hope she's all right. You know, like, and you don't see that side of a villain in most comic books or most shows. Yeah. And in none of the movies, yeah. Like they don't have any type of real backstory. Like they they tell you it and it's like, okay, with the exception of Black Panther, like where they kind of really show it, like he's yeah. just a very well made Man. persona yeah. for this show. Yeah. I, I that's an interesting point. I never really thought about that. There's a point there there is a point when you're watching that and you're just like, Oh yeah, Kingpin found somebody. Yay. Yeah. My, Which you're not supposed it, to say you're about you're not that supposed character. to get that moment. My problem with that was though that she was so okay with everything from the start. Well, she flipped really yeah. hard. At first, at first she was not, and then she was like She was like, I know I can, what you are. I can get down with this. Yeah. And Let's I think do it. I think, I think maybe that's that's, because she got to know him. And she knows, like, or at least to her perception, there's a side of her that that, that man would never do anything to that, hurt me, to hurt me, and that wasn't purposeful. Like he's right. not doing. Like I got the sense, and I kind of wish there had been a little bit more. Well, because he this, had this that, this illusion that he was doing what was best for the city, right. right? And I think that's what she thought that as long as he was doing what he had to, she would be there. I maybe you know to keep him on the right path that but kind then of at the end didn't she when like she, when much he re- sends her away and she puts on the wedding ring and she's got like the big ass fur coat on you're kind of like doesn't she tell well, him this like is do like what he has to I, do i think that's where the point when she was poisoned and then she, that's and when she, she turns and she's like you you're gonna no yeah. no you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find who did this, and you're gonna take them out. You, you know that's that's I when know she's you, okay with the. I know you can do it, so you will do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, Daredevil season one, uh, fantastic. Uh, again, the fight at the end, relatively weak. Jessica Jones season one, phenomenal. Yep. Uh, it, from an emotional oh, standpoint, it is fantastic. Da- David Tennant. It is uh, one of is, the best he, shows I think I've ever da- watched. David Tennant is one of the is one of the historically that first is, season is a yeah. is just a great actor to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like him from, you well, know, you want more of him. You j- yeah, I, like, you do. I um, the first four episodes of that season, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to get more. Whether you've seen David him on Tennant. stage in movies in in plays, yeah, in I, plays in TV shows. He's just so charismatic. I mean, he there's a movie uh, which I really it's the Bad Samaritan. Yeah, and he looks utterly terrifying. Um, oh, like I saw the trailer for that. It, is it he, out yet? It's uh, yeah, it's been out. it's been oh, out. Yeah, okay. But he looks utterly terrifying, and he has that range. He can be a charismatic bad guy, or uh, just horrifying bad guy, or he could be like this 
such a good guy. I mean, look at the doctor yeah. and Doctor Who. He's such a, he who wants to only do what's right. Uh, but like he's just you put him on screen and he uh, he just electrifies the screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think you have to have strong actors around him. I I love what you were saying. Like you were waiting for David Tennant in that. Like it's yeah. such a slow burn till you actually meet the Purple Man. Yeah. And I they did a really good job of building They're up. Small, well, it's 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 such a clever tactic to take the her psychological tick and infuse it into the show as you're waiting for him to appear. Yeah. Because every time she has an episode she recounts each of the streets in her neighborhood mm-hmm. and they've used that as a way to kind of create this tension that he's either nearby or he's close, or you're finally going to get to see him in action. Uh, even to the extent that later in the season, there's this weird dynamic duo episode where she tries to change him. I love she tries that to episode. turn it and she goes, have you ever thought about, using this to help people. And his legitimate answer is no, I've never thought about this before. Right. He's like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Basically but that that's essentially what the show reveals is that he's essentially kind of a child. Who's yeah, very if, spoiled. If, child. if you have the power to get whatever you want, whenever you want it and make people do everything, you will never grow up out of that. Mm-hmm. But there's this terrible sympathetic aspect of it when you realize that the natural childhood is kind of taken away was from him. Was denied him. him. Was yeah, denied yeah. him. So he's forcefully holding up, which I love as a rewrite for the character to fit within the, the realm of the universe. I really I really like what they and do And honestly, there. yeah, having never heard of him before and then watching the show and seeing him and then kind of going back and looking at the backstory – He's kind of I lame wanted, in the comic books. Like, I wanted lame. the comic books to reflect what I had seen. Yeah, like, he, that's a change I wanted in the comic books. The way he was portrayed was so much more real. Like the way yeah. that they have, the way that Marvel's been grounding everything in reality, um, especially with the Netflix shows. It was very cool to see that, and to have moments where it's like, could you do good? Yeah. Could you be good? Could you be good? And then he would think about it, like, yeah, I could. And then he makes his dad rip his own arms off. Or something like that. Well, later in that episode, what I love is he goes, uh, they go into the house to stop the hostage situation. Yeah. And he goes, you'll let them go. Okay, put the shotgun in your mouth. And, and Jessica Jones goes, wait, 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 yeah, wait, 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 wait. It, it was wait. so like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've done go the good the part. Out. Like, let let them take care of it. He goes, no, why? Why? <laughs> why would I bother I to forgot, do that? I, I could just end this all here. about that scene. But it's such a good scene. Yeah, because that's like, he thinks I'm doing, if I'm going to do good, I'll do it start to finish. And yes. start to finish for me is this he, bad person is He thinks he's more yeah. right than everybody else. Correct. Exactly. And he's exactly. like, I, okay, he deserves to die. He deserves to well, die they, for they, what he they did. They kind of reflect it in the comic books where at, at one point he he believes he can't be killed. Right. And he says, if I can't be killed and I can make anyone do what I want, that makes me God. And that makes me right. So why would I do anything else? Why would I not tell people to do everything else? Yeah. And then he goes to Jessica and he goes, what do you think I could, should do? I could make ev- all the bad things in the world stop happening. What do you think I should do? And be, and he, she knows this is right. He could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he goes, what do you want me to do? And she goes, she literally tells him, you should kill yourself. So he, 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 he walks away from her 
and he collapses. He just collapses. And you're taken to believe he killed himself. Right. Uh, what winds up happening is um, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, says, if I ever see him again, if you ever fight him again, you call me, and I will drop his ass into the sun. And that's literally what she does. Like, Jessica says, yeah, he's dead. And Captain Marvel goes, we're going to make sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just drops his ass into the sun. Yeah. Like, literally, like, zooms out of nowhere, and then, boom, right, right away. Yeah. So, in the comics, he is... For all intents and purposes, gone. As far as we know, yeah. Okay. Quote, unquote. And I know that gone there's in, always... In, but the thing in is, Brian's scare terms, quotes, the thing is, scare quotes the thing gone. is, he has kids, too, yeah. that, that share his powers. They're not as yeah. strong. And and the thing is, though, they don't like him. In fact, they teamed up with Daredevil to stop him. To stop him. him. Oh, wow. Um, but so, yeah. So we had Jessica Jones yeah. uh, in, a, in, like, a very powerful first showing for her yeah. season. Yeah. We had Luke Cage... Uh, which, in my opinion, starts really well. Some people are in the inverse. They don't necessarily like the beginning, but they like the end. I Every episode with Cottonmouth, I love. Yeah, with Cottonmouth, Ali very, very is, strong. Is, that's two for two and in I casting had no, of charismatic people. Like they he was build a Moonlight, up, like really good and, actor. And they build him up so, so much. And you're like, man, I really, I hate this guy. I'm like, loving, I really I'm, do. And then they do the 180 and you're just like, he wasn't the bad guy? Like the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they introduce Diamondback uh, in Shades. the show. Shades, uh, we'll get to season two shades because I really like season two shades. I like I liked season one shades because there seemed like a lot of potential there. Yeah, I liked Cottonmouth, but for me, I like a lot of people like Cottonmouth more more than I did. Like, did I dislike him? No. Did I really like him? I I already got my mob boss. Oh yeah, yeah. guy. Out with uh, Wilson Fisk, so I didn't really need. I really love how we're using their villain names, mm-hmm. and it's no big deal. Yeah, they really. That was one of the. They embrace those. Thing. Well, in Luke Cage, thing, they but, embrace those things yeah. hard. Like yeah. even season two, we'll get to this in a little bit. They start embracing character names a little more. I mean, he and called them part of the, the old man. Um, you know what was a uh, uh, Switzerland? Uh, I don't remember the name of the. Pops. the, the Pops. Yeah. And he, and he he calls him the power man. Yeah. He's like, you're the power man. You know, yeah, like, you and he just drops it. Like, and every, and you're right. Every character in that, it's Cottonmouth. It's Diamondback. It's, you know, the power man. It's, you know. Well, think about, like, uh, the, all of Daredevil season one is the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I thought I, was kind of cool. 80% of that is the or devil the of Hell's Kitchen. Or the man in black. Or the man in black. It's a name. Say, it's it's I, not like a. I, I don't think anybody really calls him Daredevil, though. Like not till I the end, the newspaper I'm, does. Uh, no, I thought it was Paige. Well, Karen Page, I think, wrote the article for. Like, yeah, and she calls paper. and she says she that he's like something daredevil. about being like like he's a daredevil, and then it just sticks. I thought that was the 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 that was the recounting of one of the police officers who saw him leave the scene. He like jumped after off the of... after he beats the shit out of Kingpin, and then she puts it in the paper. And that's what starts the name. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, I'm I'm a big fan of Cottonmouth, like him uh, going out uh, and going to uh, Hammer Industries and buying the Judas Bullets, the Judas bullets uh, which I, I <laughs> love Hammer as a Industries. reference to, to Iron Man <laughs> uh, 2. Uh, the, it's just the, the Diamondback introduction 
was just an introduction. How can we introduce someone worse than Cottonmouth? And I just, it falls a little flat because of how personal it is. Yeah. Um, I felt they kind of failed with that. Again, there are some people who really like it. I, the entire last episode is committed to a hand to hand fight between Diamondback and Luke Cage. Uh, that, I and just, it's, that's it's an what got odd, me. it's an odd way to end a season. I don't, I didn't want a superhero fight. It's the yeah. same th- to me. It's the same thing as like the wonder woman where it was like awesome. And then super, then bad guy, then fight. superhero and then just, fight. And then, then it ends and everyone's like, Oh, okay. Superhero fight. We're done. Yeah. And like, I don't, if you wanted that to be that, that I feel like that should have been mid season. Yeah. Uh, we then get Iron Fist, which was mired in sociopolitical drama yeah, before the show even came yeah. out. Uh, the claims of whitewashing, the claims of uh, uh, lack of diversity in the cast, uh, the claims that uh, 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 the character playing Danny Rand uh, couldn't do the choreographed fights. Uh, they had a different fight choreographer from like the original Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> uh, like really odd decisions for <laughs> this show. Yeah, that's so weird. And you could see it. Uh, there were elements of the plot I really enjoyed. Uh, I liked um, uh, the whole Harold Meacham thing mm-hmm. of him kind of being uh, presented as this big bad, but it turning out that he's just a pawn of the hand. He's just someone who, yeah. uh, this is the first time we get to actually figure out what the hell black sky was. Yeah. The reference in season one for daredevil. Yeah. Iron Fish yeah. just felt like we need to figure out how to start tying up some of the story plots before we get to defenders. And that, that week that puts the show on crutches a little bit because it has a distinct responsibility other than telling the story of its character over 13 yeah. episodes. I think, I think some people also thought that the character of Danny Rand was a little immature. Um, which, so, uh, so I, I want to, I want to pause here real quick. Uh, my wife, for example, was not a big fan of iron fist season one. And one of the, her reasons was this immaturity side. I had understood it to be, this was my interpretation of it. I don't think it was delivered as well, but my interpretation what was when the airplane crashes, Danny Rand is like 11 years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then there's this gap in time where he is living this existence that is completely separate from anything he's used to. And then he returns to his previous existence at 20, whatever, however mm-hmm. old he is to the point that he's listening to, outcast stankonia album at the like so fresh and so clean from 2001 he's listening to all this old music was it on like a classic ipod or something yeah it was on like a classic ipod and that the danny you got is missing seven years of modernized existence yeah so theoretically danny is like 13 in in terms of the maturity that we would expect. Now, mind you, we're used to a iron fist in, even if you look at the cartoons where he's spouting like philosophical mannerisms and he's like a grown man in a teenager's body, which is very different. Yeah. I think, I think the big part of it is, is if you take it as the comic books, you see someone who was raised by monks, who was raised, raised strictly, uh, who was, uh, raised with discipline, um, and he is a champion of that city, uh, you know, and in order, in, in my opinion, is with the comic books, 
you're the champion of a people, there has to be a maturity there. And part of it could be this, and this could be me looking into it, and it could be the the fact that he is trying to reintegrate with a society he is not used to anymore, uh, that he's missed out on, um, that it is, and he's away from that constant discipline, Mm -hmm. that it's, okay, it's time for him to kind of unwind a bit, you know? Well, the other part is... And get to is, live that immaturity, uh, which could be it. The other part of it is that, and part of the Iron Fist f- first season was about Danny Rand not wanting to be the champion of Kunlun. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he embraced the idea of Iron Fist, but there's a reason he left. Yeah. And, like, part of that was the first season mystery of the Iron Fist supposed to be the defender of Kunlun, but you're not there. One of my only real complaints, which I just think is hilarious is the first three episodes is committed to Danny Rand, trying to convince people that he's Danny Rand. Your show's not called Danny Rand. Your show's called iron fist. Like if, if you're taking my. three episodes, three hours to solidify that. And they could have just like, they could have just taken fingerprints right away. <laughs> right. Well, well they, know. they give an explanation in the show that like, before his airplane, like there were no records of his fingerprints. Uh, right. He was so 11 when you're not going to have right fingerprints for like, you might be able to go to their, their birth record, but that, which be is the only why one. they had to go through the whole complex way of like, but then there was like him in the psych ward, uh, and my, him and like all these other things close to that is my biggest problem is when everybody's like, he's like, I am the iron fist. Yeah. And, it was, and it was all the time. I'm not buying it. And they're like, no, you're not the Iron Fist. All you would have to do is go boosh and make his hand glow. And suddenly everyone's just like, oh, that's a thing. I, I, I also, I, I'll be honest, having been being a comic book purist, Iron Fist, he's able to produce the Iron Fist at, at will because he has a strong, uh, you know, chi. Um, yeah. Uh, so he is able to do prolonged fights using the iron fist. Uh, and he's able in other previous iron fists are even able to channel that energy into weapons and stuff like that. Uh, but in the show, we're just getting, uh, yeah, I the only know. instance of, uh, the only instance where there was an, a, a reasoning made was in the psych ward because they yeah. were giving him drugs and he they, couldn't center his energy because they also imply that there's like a there's a, a limit to the amount of chi that he can like produce he has to produce chi in order to manifest the iron fist so he has to recoup chi yeah so, so he has like, to like he has to like they uh, put they put a limiter on it and yeah. that's fine but at some point it so has that to he's be like, not just this undefeatable like yeah but the, yeah but the thing is it, there should be a difference between him making his fist glow and him punching a hole in a wall yeah the maybe, amount but, of but, but I mean that's, maybe but we, know, like, we don't know if that's a th- like it might not it might just be to activate there it. might not gotta, be a difference he's just between gotta those two flood things. it with chi yeah, but the problem with the whole the whole show though is he keeps on going like I'm Danny Rand I am the Iron Fist and then he just doesn't do anything yeah like it's the first four episodes like, are I'm oh Danny Rand I'm the Iron Fist. And nothing really happens. It's all character progression, right? Because that's sure. what the, the first four episodes are dedicated to character progression. But at least Luke Cage beat the sh- out of someone in the first four episodes. <laughs> yeah, like there, yeah, yeah. like every other Marvel show on Netflix at that point had some established. I think what was it? Episode two of Daredevil had the the first episode of Daredevil ha- had the the scripted long fight. Like that was episode two. Yeah. yeah. So like, and that's. You just have all episode this action, one like, all uh, of Daredevil is the fight in the rain. Yeah, and then yeah. you have like you know Iron Fist goes on for 
I, I feel like almost six episodes before stuff really starts happening, and you're once almost they, halfway once through the they show. Reveal Harold Beecham to be this like weird Frankenstein esque situation. That's when the show caught my attention because it was the first thing that I was genuinely interested in seeing what this was. Because I had completely forgotten about the Black Sky situation from the first Daredevil season. That I was just sitting well, Black there. Black Sky like, was season two, wasn't it? No, it's season no, one. No, season, season one, one because Stick yeah. shows up and they go to uh, uh, they go to uh, steal it from the docks. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. And Daredevil stops him and they talk about the Black Sky. That's what Nobu, that's why Nobu wanted to buy the docks, wanted Kingpin to, uh, to buy right. the docks. Uh, and that's why. Uh, uh, Rand Industries had bought the docks afterwards because Meacham wanted to buy it for the hand. So, like, there were all these like little intricacies. But again, I like Iron Fist is a weird season where the characters I learned to start to enjoy. Like, I really liked the Ward uh, B plot of mm-hmm. him just. He's just going crazy in the yeah. show. <laughs> like it's watching Ward's mentality just deteriorate for a whole season. Right, drug oh, use, yeah, and that, yeah. like like Dad that. I, I and I felt I thought, so he, I felt I, so bad for yeah, him. Yeah, he funny. like legit had you know real story going on. It was like, man, this guy is going through some some serious, and he couldn't tell his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, and you're just like, man, oh, this dude. No love, wonder he's so. I love that moment we realize like he knows Danny Rand knows that his dad's alive. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, there's almost like a look of relief. Oh my God! Yes, somebody else knows. Um, but then they like he always, he has to deal with the fact that it almost seems like his dad likes Brand, Danny more than yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah. then like there's a relief, and then there's like jealousy. There's this weird and, like Harold Meacham relationship going on with them, and then we're introduced to Bakudo, who is yet again it's another example of there's a bigger bad other than the one that is present at the moment. Right. Uh, and Bakudo shows up, and we start getting a little bit of insight. Bakuda's whole purpose is to start the process of defenders like and that I think is a tough it's it's unfortunate for a season of Iron Fist because it's it, the Iron Fist's only purpose at the end of the day is to prep people for defenders right rather than focus on telling a story about Danny Rand you end up losing a little bit of that along the way because you start worrying about like Colleen wing. She has her own dedicated episode, which is great because it's like her fighting in uh like these cage fights on the pair on the ferry. I liked her here. better than like, anything. Yeah. Iron Fist brought to the table. Like I really enjoyed her character. I, I loved think her part character. of that was intentional. Oh, absolutely. To, to again, to address this idea of like, Hey, watch the show before you like, talk about this idea of whitewashing and this idea of like not having uh, 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 great characters that aren't just like white guys. Right. Yeah. Um, what, what I thought, what I think is interesting is there's rumors that they're going to do um, a spinoff with Misty Knight and Colleen wing. I would watch the hell out of that um, show. What How was it? White? Late, uh, something like dra- daughters some, of the dragon. Daughters of the dragon. Yeah. That's what it is. Huh? Interesting. Um, be yeah, because doesn't she get see. like uh, she's uh, got her arm? So yeah, we'll, so we'll I, get into I, that. I think now. you're probably going to see Misty, Claire, and um, you think so? I don't know about Claire because they don't so. know if Rosario Dawson is coming back for a majority of it. That's partly why she wasn't in the rest of Luke Cage. Huh. Which they which, they wrote there. We'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Um, but yeah, so Iron Fist, you get all that. We get Defenders, which. A large amount of people didn't like, which is a shame because I was looking forward to it. 
I liked it. I liked the interaction I, with the characters. I like, mean, I, I liked it, but it, I feel like it could have been so much better. It could have, absolutely. Absolutely. I, just, I didn't like, my biggest problem is I don't like the hand. Agreed. Like, I don't like, I don't the, like hand. the hand at all. I don't like the hand they made. Like, it, why are it, you always telling people to talk to it if you don't like it? <laughs> I don't believe I've ever actually said that phrase. <laughs> so keep it that way. Please. Uh, you can you can talk to uh, the foot. And, uh, uh, but no. Man. So like, so one of the interesting things about defenders. I, 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 someone I, brought this up to me recently, and I didn't think about it until until recently. And it's fantastic. We're going to talk about this on another show. Um, someone said. Defenders almost feels like the way stories are told in superhero fighting games right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So superhero fighting games have a story where uh, events that take place in the story only exist for two people to fight each other at one point or another. <laughs> that's my that's my argument for pretty much is every it, anime. Is it almost yeah. like, oh, so yeah, yeah, think yeah. Of like Injustice or the Mortal Kombat 10 story <laughs> where... Uh, two people show up, they talk, one insults the other, and that person goes, we need to fight now. Th- and it gives the excuse for the player to it's play like, out like, a fight like, between two characters. It's That's, like uh, the Flash shows up and Harley Quinn ties his shoes together and he trips and she... The fight. Well, <laughs> it's like there's an instance where... Uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of two characters from the Injustice game where like two heroes will show up. Yeah. And one hero will say something... Uh, the other hero will insult them and they'll go, okay, it's time to fight now. (laughs) (laughs) That is the entirety of the story for Marvel versus Capcom infinite. Because there is a story. Marvel versus Capcom infinite is just an excuse for two characters to fight one. Ultron happens to meet Sigma. I don't understand how that happens. They don't explain it, but it happens. They merge into one being, which gives the reason for mega man to show up in Asgard. And then Ultron (laughs) takes over Asgard and it's like, what what is what is happening? And then they merge into one universe. Yeah, plot only serves to get to the next fight. That's right. the idea. And I can't. And that was about eighty percent of defenders. That was about eighty percent of like when they're fighting each other in the warehouse. When Daredevil and uh, who is it? Uh, I believe it's Daredevil once. Is wants it? to do something. I can't yeah. quite remember. And the other three are like, I don't think that's a. Isn't that like or near the be, end? It might be Iron Fist who wants to do it's it. It's the explosives, isn't it? Like No, it's like smack in the middle of the season. I don't, I don't remember either. Yeah, so smack in the middle of the season. I th- I want to say it's Iron Fist. I can't remember. He wants to go out and take the fight to the hand. And they're like, no. That's t- we oh, don't want to do that. Is that when they're eating dinner? Kind of. Like in the Chinese food place? So they it's like- after that. Okay. It's after because that's when uh, that's when part of the hand that like the entire that's one of my favorite episodes is them in the restaurant just uh, talking. having dinner after the the first events happen and they're like getting to know one another and they're like and like uh, uh, Matt Murdock has like a shirt on his face because he's hiding his face they're like we know it's you kind of scenario <laughs> um, but there's there's a warehouse sequence where Iron Fist wants to take the fight to the hand. Okay. And they're like, we don't think that's a great idea. And he goes, I don't really give a shit. I'm going to do this. And Daredevil goes, I don't think you should do this. Oh, he goes, yes. You need to get out of my way. And he goes, I'm not going to get out of your way. And then they all start fighting one another. Yep. And it's like, 
it ends up with Iron Fist getting knocked out. And then and then the Mortal Kombat music starts playing. Well, yeah, because Iron Fist gets knocked out, they tie him up to a chair, and that's where the that's where Luke Cage is talking to him. And that in all honesty starts the relationship that we get later on. Yeah, the bromance really dope conversation there. The bromance powerful conversation. I do like between the two of them. Like you don't understand your power is not your glowing fist, it's your money. Yeah, which which it's your guess your, which your white which, privilege which is not a conversation that could have had had he been uh, had he been another cast as exactly. another, another um, as another something else yeah which you know? we I think we talked about it either the planning meeting or some one of those where we were like that's that's a reason not to go the other route like in Correct. the comic books he's a he's a rich white boy if they had made him a rich white boy and never addressed those aspects of his character that like, well, that's what they ended up writing in. Privilege. Yeah. When we get to Luke Cage season two, and we'll get to this in a moment. There's an episode dedicated to the two of them. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we get defenders, uh, and then we get the Punisher, uh, which one of the things, uh, we were talking before the show, uh, the only issue I don't like with the Punisher is the structure. I just don't like the structure of the show, the way it was presented. Um, I don't like John Bernthal. I'm I, I like really? John Bernthal. I, uh, I don't like, I like uh, the guy that got to play Jigsaw. Uh, I like I Agent like the Orange casting. was eh. He was okay. My but. my biggest, big, biggest thing is when we were introduced to Punisher in season two of Daredevil, it is one of the greatest introductions, introductions to a superhero character the cover ever. Where yeah. he knocks out Daredevil the and then they're ha- – Oh, yeah, oh, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so like when we're introduced to, Daredevil, to Punisher, he's just going around killing, killing people. Right. And you're not sure why. And then – some guy goes, uh, they find, like, a ticket in the house that Punisher's using. And they're like, oh, it's this guy. Again, we're given no exposition for what that means. Oh, we just you know don't he finds, know this guy? Right. We find, he finds that Caraval um, yeah, yeah, yeah. ticket. And they just keep, they, they keep dropping these little knowledge nuggets. And you slowly yeah. start to figure out his family's dead. They were killed by these people, and he's hunting them. At no it's point are we yeah. are we given that spelled out for us verbatim. And then we know it's the Punisher because we see the banner on top of Netflix that right? <laughs> has him in the um, show. Yeah, but we're we're given these little breadcrumbs that kind of lead us through his story. Though, like a lot of people have never gotten a Punisher origin story. Mm-hmm. We as comic book fans know it. Uh, the Thomas Jane. And- Thomas yeah. Jane. Thomas Jane was my ones. favorite Punisher. Yeah, he was pretty um, good. Better than gonna... Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I thought Dolph Lundgren was, was the awful. bad, or was he the original Punisher? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Dolph and then he was the, the bad guy with in the dyed black the, hair. He was yeah. one of the bad guys in the one of the movies. But a, there's a huge generation of people, and even some people in our generation that don't know Punisher's origin. Yeah, it's not a probably it's probably a f, like a small amount of people, but there's 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 they're out there. Um, in this, we're not given anything. We're, we're breadcrumbed his story slowly over time. No flashbacks, none. There's not a single flashback showing his family dying or him dealing with it mm-hmm. or any of that. No flashbacks for the entirety of his entire origin. Then we're dropped in that scene with the graveyard after he's killed the people that he believes are responsible yeah, for. His which, in my opinion, death. is one of the best cinematic scenes. And I've showing seen in a long Daredevil time. crying underneath the mask. Yeah. And just, again, no flashbacks. It's just all told. He's 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 describing PTSD and, yeah. and the and the the thought of like 
how he's dealing with losing his family. Yeah. He's just like, I, I, I came back and I essentially wanted to lose my family, and then I did, and it destroyed you know me. You know what? Uh, someone said something really powerful about that scene, and I had never really thought about it until now. All of Daredevil season one is about what Daredevil, what Daredevil represents, what the idea of the Man in Black represents to the city. And the past, the pastor says to him something along the lines of maybe some people just need to have the fear of God in them. Yeah. Right. Put in them or the devil, depending on what perspective you have. Right. And someone said, someone said to me that graveyard scene is almost one of the best representations of daredevil because in that instance, he is the, he is the priest Mm -hmm. in that situation sitting on the other side of a confessional booth yep. saying, tell me your sins. And a, yeah. and a soldier sitting there trying to verbalize everything he's gone through since he's got back. And, tr- and not even trying to legitimize his actions because he doesn't care about that. Right. He's fine with what he he's did. He's fine with what he did. It's... There's a, there's a thing, and I can't quite put my finger on it, and that's the whole point of the Punisher's backstories. There's there's a reason I'm doing this, but I can't quite put my finger on how to tell you in order for you to feel okay with it. Right. I'm okay with it, but it doesn't matter if you feel okay with it. But- and And they do have that moment a little bit later on where he's captured by the gangsters and then you know Daredevil comes and saves him, and he's about to murder the guy, and he's like, no, we're going to do it my way. Yeah. So, you know, and, and so he understands, he gets it, but he's like, I'm just not okay with I'm you I'm just killing. not okay with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the thing that gets me is to go from that. we're introduced to him, we're breadcrumbed his story, we're never given any flashbacks, and then when he gets his solo show, it's so like a 50% giant flashback. Feed. Yeah. It's, it's, we're spoon-fed his backstory, we're spoon-fed the, the stuff. Like, I, I don't – I wouldn't mind flashbacks, but I don't it, – it's so many of them. And those weird scenes with his wife and his dreams. To, to yeah. be completely honest, I would have been better if they had said previously on Daredevil. Yeah. And did that. And just and that showed that graveyard intro, scene. And that was the intro. And then they could have even started an episode with the graveyard scene from Daredevil or something. Like a few just, months and then, ago, and then the pr- present like, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't even need the text. Just not even a few months ago. Just drop me in that scene again. I don't care. I loved it that much. Yeah, yeah. like seriously, the, if they had done that and then used more of the time to do other things. See, flashbacks well, that, and whatnot, I, I wouldn't mind. Like, if you're going to do that, I almost kind of wish they had Quentin Tarantino did. Yeah. And just jumped. Just jump right to it. Make the storyline fit as you're jumping back and forth instead of being like, Okay, here's the past, here's the present, here's the past, here's the present, here's just, the past, just, here's the present. Here's there are the some past. shows that don't even like say uh present day two years they ago. They just expect they you to just figure it out. Cut the scene and you go, his family's not alive, we're in the past. Uh, you know what? Where, I, I was gonna say you I are watched, smart I enough. watched something um Lost in Space. Yeah. The new Lost in Space. They Cut between time before and with after no with nothing signal, and you have to, and you have happened. to go. You have to go. Oh, okay. Didn't they do that with Lost? 
Uh, I or guess. did they actually have text? No, they probably I watched, did it for each character, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just jumps just... back and forth and these yeah. kind of based on like contextual Netflix, clues. But Netflix is notorious for that because you know what show does that? Orange is the New Black. Yeah, Orange is the New Black goes through each individual character, cuts to that character's past, and you go, "They're not in jail. This must be the past." Like, yeah, that's that's you don't need context text. Clues. Yeah, you don't need text to tell yeah. people I it's think the past and the I present. Con- you don't need text. You need context. I, yeah. yeah, I think, and I think the viewers are smart enough to figure that out. And that's the thing. I think Marvel fans Faith are smart enough to figure out. What's going on? And so the, I, I, it's the structure I don't like. But, but of yeah, the show. because they're doing it because they're trying to involve new viewers, people who have never seen these characters before well, and know nothing side. about them. Uh, Punisher went through its own sociopolitical issues because this was right at the beginning of an avid gun conversation. Wasn't that uh, right that's taking before, place? Before it was like a couple weeks before, uh, that was or right after before, the Vegas um, shooting? The Vegas shooting. I, I'm going to confirm that, but yeah, um, there there were also the, uh, it was either that or it was the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting and, in Orlando. And I, 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 wanna, I think it was, yeah, one I think it was that one. And, and I want to say a few. Months, I can't believe I'm saying that. May, maybe even it's uh, one of those two shootings. Um, I don't want to diminish. I even want to say a few months before place, that there was an issue where cops uh, in one pro- police uh, precinct correct. were using the Punisher's logo, uh, which correct, which when you think about it is is not so cool. Yeah. It's not great. Um, no bueno. But yeah, so like that is – so the Punisher went through its own issues. So you got to think that's back-to-back-to-back concerns of three straight shows where the fan base is having some issues, right, with what is being released. Jesus. So um, to kind of give context, the Orlando shooting was uh, in June – 12th, 2016. Yeah. The uh, Vegas shooting was one month before the show came out. Okay. Uh, uh, and it yeah. was, yeah. let me hit done and do this. Uh, and yeah, October 1st, 2017. And The Punisher came out Marvel se- uh, November 17th, 2017. Okay. All right. So one month later, The Punisher came out. So people were already were like. Yeah. And I think that it was supposed to come out around that time. It was supposed the shooting, to come they out around that time. They pushed it back. Yeah. I remember I mean, that. But, but you see things like this happen uh, occasionally. There were movies. There's whole movies that have never aired or yeah. shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were movies like uh, when September 11th happened. Spider-Man. That, uh, yeah. That got that pulled. Were, that got because it featured the Twin Towers back. in yeah. it prior um, to the there was There was like. I forget what movie it was. I want to say it was some sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where there was like terrorists involved and they were like, nope. Yeah. We're not doing uh, true lies too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, so the dosing. now we get into the meat and potatoes of what fans are experiencing now going into whatever the future yes. is for this universe. Uh, we get Jessica Jones season two in terms of a synopsis for the season. This is a very personal season for her. Uh, where it is revealed that her mother did not die in the car accident, uh, but was experimented on just as much, uh, as if not, her, more. if not more than what her daughter was. Uh, however, uh, the doctor who performed the testing and experiments felt somewhat responsible and began a rom- romantic, a somewhat romantic relationship uh, with her mother, uh, uh, who is well, then somewhat. Separated. They were, they were, yeah, they were mo- romantically entangled. Like entangled. they got married. Yeah. Romantically? Um, Romantically. Romantically. <laughs> Remo- um, Remantically. Yeah. Um, 
at the same time that this is happening, Jessica's relationships with the people around her are kind of all over the place. Uh, She's keeping uh, guys like Malcolm at arm's distance to the point that Malcolm becomes uh, uh, his own private investigator uh, working for... uh, uh, Jerry, uh, the uh, Hogarth, uh, Hogarth, the yeah, Jerry lawyer. Hogarth, the lawyer. Um, he, uh, Trish, uh, is has a, a a decent bit of animosity to Jessica's lack of ambition for being a hero. So she begins to become addicted to the same materials that Simpson was using in season one uh, to m- turn herself into some type of hero. Uh, where she's missing work, she's getting into fights, she's hunting down, uh, she thinks Simpson is stalking her. Uh, like, all this stuff is happening in this weird B-plot for her character. Um, and it all comes to an apex, a, a point, when Jessica's forced to choose between this world that seemingly is crumbling around her, uh, where each person is going through their own nuanced set of circumstances, and her mother, who is on the run from uh, the police after she kills a cop. And escapes from prison. And escapes from prison. Um, uh, it leads to a point where Trish is forced to take action. Uh, she takes a gun, shooting her mother uh, dead and just uh, nearly beating the crap out of her, uh, saying, "If I ever see you again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you." Um, which is a pretty, it's, uh, pretty damning. Like it's a, it's a stark transition from those events, but it leaves Jessica a very broken individual. Right. Um, and in my opinion, this is a theme going through some of these season twos where the characters are left in, in very different positions. So Jessica Jones season two leaves her in a very emotionally vulnerable and somewhat damaged place. Luke Cage season two, on the other hand, takes a kind of a different approach. Yeah. It goes in some weird directions in the, in this season we see, Luke Cage uh, finally meets someone besides Danny Rand who can physically harm him, and that's in Bushmaster. 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 I love Bushmaster. Was I done thought really I well. hated. I thought I was going to hate Bushmaster, but I like him a lot um, in this show. I was going to say we also get to see some kind of unsavory sides of Luke Cage a little bit. Well, uh, towards the end, especially as as he he uh, he realizes he has to compromise a little bit more and more every well, time. Uh, also, his his interactions with Claire. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, we got to see the violent side. Like he he has a temper. He's not willing to face some of the uh, familial problems that he's had. Like his father reenters the picture, and um, Claire calls him out on that. And she's like, "You need to fix your shit with your father. You need to." And he just takes out a wall, and she's just like, "Nope, I came from an abusive family. I'm not That's dealing it. with that. I'm out." <laughs> And she bounces hard. And that's it. And you do not see her again for the rest of the season. Until the last you, episode. You hear about her in the last episode. I don't know if she's actually in the I, last no, episode. No, she shows up at the bar. Well, I know. I don't. Is she there, though? Is she in the scene? Okay. Yeah. And then uh, he just tells her. He tell tells her, her to go her. home. Yeah, just go home, Claire. But she's actually there. But there's there's a reason why. Um. So it goes through Black. You find some messed up stuff about Black Mariah. Um. You meet her daughter. Uh, who is the love child of Black her, Mariah and her, her uncle? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So there's a be- there's a beautiful scene and it's really messed up where she's just like, you know, you have a kid and you're told you need to love them, and I tried loving you, but really all I can see all I can see when I look at you is is the rape. And so I tried to love you. I tried. I really did, but I don't. But I don't. And I probably never will. 
and it is a hard scene. Uh, this character uh, 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 is a kind of a uh, it's an amalgamation character. Tilda Johnson, who in the in the comics is um, uh, poison. Uh, something. What is? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. <sighs> Nightshade. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, so she she's this she's potentially going to be the villain in season two. But yeah, we uh, names we were talking about a little earlier. Black Mariah begins to embrace this idea of Black Mariah. She becomes more yeah. and more. To, to the point that even Shades is just like, you're too And this is where up. Shades takes a very, like, if you like Shades in season one, you start to like them a little more because there there becomes this weird tension. There's this romantic involvement between the two of them. He's very much a defender of her to the point that uh, his uh, counterpart Comanche is always questioning it. There's a wonderful scene in the middle of the season with Comanche and Shades looking for Luke Cage, and they stop by the barber shop, and they're sitting back to back, and they're recounting their time in jail, and it's revealed that for lack of a better way of putling it they were like lovers in jail right they said it's something uh, that happens in jail we leave ha- it behind there and Comanche's like i didn't leave it behind yeah there's this there's it's not just a it wasn't just a thing that happens in jail at least the Comanche it wasn't but it lends this betrayal to become so much more emotionally resonant uh, when you get later into the season. Because uh, Shades kills Comanche because he finds out Comanche is working with the police. Yeah. And Comanche is only working with the police to try to get Shades out of whatever he's in with Black Mariah. And so at, he kills Comanche. He goes all in on Black Mariah. Black Mariah goes all in on being Black Mariah. And, and then, then Shades wants out. And then she just goes like batshit. She starts killing people like civilians indiscriminately and she's just like this is what we need to do to survive and he goes no you broke you broke the rules you broke the rules this isn't this isn't what we want and he tries to stay with her and it just keeps falling apart to the point he just goes okay cool i'm turning i'm turning myself in and i'm turning black mariah in yeah um so he becomes an informant essentially goes to jail uh in the meantime, though, there's this weird transition for Luke Cage. So if Jessica Jones was left in this emotionally <laughs> vulnerable place, Luke Cage is left in a place where he is essentially uh, the last person standing in a fight for Harlem between Bushmaster and what he believes he's owed, Black Mariah and what she believes she's owed. They both come crumbling down, and Luke Cage is really the only person left standing. But Harlem isn't safe. So the question becomes, which version of Luke Cage does Luke Cage want to be? And Black Mariah takes one last kind of stab at Luke Cage where in her will, she leaves him um, Harlem's, paradise. Harlem's paradise. But at the end, isn't that part of her downfall? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Isn't that part of her downfall in the end, too? Well, her downfall well, is, is... She wasn't willing to let go of of the things that is that were power symbols to her. Yeah. If she had been willing to like, if she, they, they mentioned it a whole bunch. If she had been willing to sell a painting, they would have been able to walk away, walk away, scot free, with, with clean money, no more crime. Right. Done. All she had to do was sell one painting. And, but, but like I met what happens to her at the end of the season is, that's is, more based on her relationship with her daughter. Right. But, but I think else. that that's the, like, Oh, last Oh, in terms of, yes, yes, yes. In terms of her towards her daughter. Yeah. Yes. 
So yeah, leaving so, that bar to to Luke Cage, to Luke Cage, and not to Tilda is is part of what creates this turn in her character going into the future seasons. Uh-huh. But it creates a turn in Luke's character who who now says, "How do how do I keep my area safe when I I couldn't do it as the defender of as Harlem. the defender of Harlem?" Right. So he takes a step back, and there's a line from the guy that's like his biggest fan booster. DW, yeah. DW, and he's just like, you can't be... Um, you can't be an, like a boss of crime. Like, you can't over try to right, oversee you crime. You can't be a boss of crime and not be a crime boss. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he's kind of... He's telling them how he wants them to conduct their crime. He's like, you keep it out of this area. You don't do above this and we're, we're squaresies. Yeah. And it's, he's trying, it, it, the way I took it is he's trying to turn Har- all of Harlem into Switzerland. Like yeah. he's trying to dictate the way crime is going to run. If it's going to come into Harlem, this is the way it's going to be done to keep its people safe. And isn't that kind of how it is in the comic book also? Where like his bar is basically. Yeah. I think like- the concern here though, is that at the end he begins to, he begins to push people away. So where Misty was a integral component in the internal groupings of what was happening, she gets pushed out of the room. Right. Where Claire comes to visit the bar to he try to talk to, to him, home. he tells her to go home. Um, Bobby Flay, one of one of the guys, uh, ends up leaving to give his kidney to his daughter out on the West Coast. Uh, Pops is gone. DW has abandoned him for this idea that he is now a crime boss. So his internal circle of people that kept him centered is now gone. Right. And so his dad dies. His dad dies. So there's this presentation. Well, in real life, the actor actor, also died. Yeah. 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 Um, But there's this presentation of the character that you end up sitting back and going, like, is Luke Cage? kind of like an anti-hero now in a weird twisted way what's well, it's almost very kingpinny kind of like, sort of kingpin ran the gut ran the crime the way he wanted to to, to make it the to try he, to make the city the way he envisioned the city it should be right, right. so he, luke cage is going about going a very similar route where he's just like i'm gonna run crime in harlem i'm gonna make sure crime in harlem is run the way that i want it to yeah. be if it I, I can't get rid of crime but I can mitigate it. And so I, then, so here, because Iron Fist is not out yet, this is where I want to pose my first major question to you guys. Now that we've kind of gone through everything. Is most of the events that have happened since Defenders, do you think these events would transpire differently if the influence of Daredevil was still around is the idea of the second phase of Netflix shows, the consequences of not having a moral compass like daredevil continue to be around where Luke Cage is becoming the kingpin. I mean, where Jessica Jones is becoming more of a loner than she's ever been before where iron fist is, is uh, attempting to become something he's never been. I don't want to say never been before, but something that he's been running from all of this time. Yeah. I think, um, they presented such a strong moral code for daredevil, uh, very like clear, like what he believed, Mm -hmm. uh, that 
and he seemed to be able to grab well less to less of an, to a lesser extent Jessica Jones. Yeah, because she just doesn't really. I mean, she doesn't she, care. She doesn't care. Yeah, but like well, so I, the the fun bit is she seemingly doesn't care, but she does. Like yeah. she has a moral compass. She knows what she thinks she she knows what she thinks is right, and what is wrong. Yeah. So she she won't want to stick her nose in it. Like she right. doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be a hero. Mm-hmm. So any situation that puts her in the situ- like in that level of situation, she doesn't want to save anybody. Mm-hmm. But remember, but in Defenders, Matt Murdock had called her out mm-hmm. in those conversations and saying, "No, I think you, I think you want you want to be more than you will let yourself be." Right, and I think, but I think that's part of that that fear, and that that's what I'm saying. So, not, yeah, so and, removing and the, Matt from the situation now mm-hmm. removes has kind of caused everything to go off the rails. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's direct cause and effect, but I think it's indirect cause and effect because he would have been a certain kind of like, I don't both say of them being model. in the same neighborhood. Yeah, I don't want to say role model, but yeah, I mean it's just because I mean he's a devout Catholic who has. He, he really believes those things. And when he started feeling that he was going to go off the deep end and start killing people, he had to take a step back. So he was the one who, during that, because he learned his lesson, was telling people, like, no, like Jessica, in, you know, in, like, you're stopping yourself. Defenders. Yeah, you can do more, but you're not letting yourself. That's what I'm saying. I think Defenders was all about the, what the characters can be when, in, like, Defenders had a bunch of different purposes. Right. But, like, I think Netflix has been very intentional in, in what they've chosen to do with Daredevil by saying, what what is the indirect consequence of introducing Daredevil into these people's lives mm-hmm. and then Sorry. removing yeah. him going into their subsequent adventures? I don't think it would have impacted Jessica's season as much, but I think Jessica would have a different outlook on on how distant she wanted to to put the people closest to her, she wouldn't have. I don't think she would have kept Malcolm at arm's length as much as she had. So one of the things you mentioned is that she's pushing a lot of people away, but she's pushing toxic people away, like people who actually turn out to be toxic. Yes, and she's bringing people that aren't. That, so like the relationship relationship she has with her um, superintendent, the oh yeah 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 the yeah. Super. yeah. Like, so she's trying to better herself. Right. They're, they're still in a relationship at the end of that, that season. Like, she's in a healthy, mature relationship. Yeah. Yeah, she pushes Malcolm away, but he was an addict using her to feed his addiction. Like, yeah. he, he substituted He had just one replaced lo- his addiction, addiction with another. With, with, her, with investigating for her. He found something to distract himself from his addiction. Obviously, so Patsy may- does... Yeah. Patricia doesn't have a healthy relationship with at her. All. She yeah. envies her, her abilities... And tries to live vicariously through her, and when she won't, she lashes out. So then, maybe maybe the questions are the lingering effects of. So what I'm hoping is that's that's what's happening after after she watches Daredevil kill himself to save everybody, or like sacrifice himself to save the city. May maybe that's a level of. That's how it's impacting her, right? So Danny Rand says like he's he's doing this like he's honoring. Daredevil sacrifice when he's helping Luke Cage. Yeah. And our our Misty with her arm and like the stuff that yeah. they went through. And I'm, I'm hoping that impact. And even Jessica. Luke, like, I wonder if Luke was not as influenced by any of Matt's decisions, which is why 
he's kind of chosen the route that he has, which makes me interested to see if and when Matt comes back in his third season, when the Defenders comes back around, what interactions he has with a Luke Cage who's essentially become a a mini kingpin, a mini kingpin for Harlem. I'd so. like I'd like to see uh, I would like to see uh, Daredevil call him out. That's what I said. Yeah. I, did you not see what I did to a man who tried essentially to do the same thing you're doing? I think I also think there for Luke for Luke Cage, there's this kind of circular thing going on where he thinks he's invincible because of his powers. Yeah. Finds out he's not. And then has to get help. <laughs> well, his invincible nature in this instance, I think, is his. It, what he, he's not invincible in terms of his one is moral compass, but I think emotionally, yeah, he is not invincible. Well, you see him. You see him suffer after what he did with Claire. Yeah, like he punches that wall. He suffers. And he just hard. he breaks down, and he's like, "I am so sorry. Like I, I don't, I don't." And he he tries to deal with it, and he can't. She leaves. He goes and beats the sh- like almost to death a dude. Um, and everyone's just like, well, it's like every decision he makes in that season comes with emotional strings. Yeah. He saves black Mariah from a, from a house fire. And they go, why would you, Misty goes, why, why would you do that? Like why save her given everything she's done? And his answer is not because it's the right thing to do. He doesn't have an answer because he doesn't really know aside from what I guess Matt had done the way Daredevil has done things is not the way I I don't feel right doing that or I don't know how I feel. So there's this weird emotional immaturity as a hero that he just doesn't have yet. And this is his way of controlling the circumstances. But Luke Cage ended really weird. I I, I didn't know how I was going to feel having watched that season where I ended it. And I was just like, I don't really know yeah, it, where it, I am with I this character. I kind of wish that had been like a, again, a mid-season thing. Yeah. Like where they end is kind of where I wish a mid-season was. Like if Diamondback had happened in the middle of the season, I probably would have been a lot happier than when it just ended with Diamondback. Yeah. If this season had ended with him being that Kingpin character and then we saw uh, the ramifications of that, yeah. I'd probably be a little bit happier than having no ramifications. Then for it he's just like, I'm yeah, the Kingpin. Yeah. Like it just ends with, I think he's, it's like, I'm the King or something yeah. like that. And he's got that. Well, he's standing the under the, the painting. Crown. Well, he, no, he replaces it. Uh, he originally is standing in front of that, but he replaces it with the Muhammad Ali poster. Yeah. But or, he's got like uh, his image. hand steepled or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's just like, he just looks like a crime boss. He, he looks like Ving Rhames being the kingpin in the original Daredevil. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, all, that's what I feel like when I see yeah. him and, and it's cool. And I think it's an the interesting guy, turn, but the guy plays it well, but Mike Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm interested. So they, so in the Daredevil, or sorry, Iron Fist season two, they said we might get an actual costume uh, for Iron Fist. He might actually start wearing. So the, the trailer the has already pretty. So the trailer has really? already revealed the mask, and it's we it's know that n- no explanation. Oh, I could see that, like the way the way they designed um, the Man in Black's mask. Like I could see so Danny my, Rand adopting something similar in honor of Daredevil. So, so yeah, like, the so they have like the uh, they. So there's a fight happening. Uh, the the fight between Danny and his friend because they were the ones who fought for the uh, for the right to go fight 
uh, the, dr- uh, the dragon. The yeah, dragon. Thank yeah. you. Um, and uh, they're wearing the masks. They're wearing like the yellow mask that looks like that. So my hope is that at the end of the season, as an ode to the daredevil, because he can't be daredevil, he adopts what looks like the man in black mask only in yellow and with the, the chest tattoo. I'd be down with that. Yeah. I think it would look, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'd be fine as long as they do that. Don't do that weird, like high collared green <laughs> shirt. Thing. Yes. No, I would, I would actually like, like no shirt, just no shirt tattoo. I think that's kind of what they're going with. Like that's the way he's depicted in a lot of the games and the comic books yeah. recently. Cause I think they figured out the costumes fucking silly shit. Yeah. It looks <laughs> weird. Just well, like, even, just like they, homo- they did that homage in the first season to Luke's yeah. Cage original power man costume with like oh, the bracelets yeah. and the, the, the fro with the metal piece. The yellow shirt yeah, the, and the yellow shirt the yellow that he pulls shirt. off a clothesline. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that they, they acknowledged that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like an actual costume. Well, now his hoodie has become design. like his outfit. Like if you look oh, yeah, in, yeah. in green and different instances of multimedia, Multimedia, the black oh, and yeah. yellow even, even in the really comics, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're starting to adapt it. Well, in the comics, was he just wearing like yellow shirt? He was wearing just the yellow like shirt, while? and he wears it in Jessica Jones season one when she's spying on him. He's wearing the yellow at the shirt. very beginning, yeah, 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 at the very beginning, the first time you see him. Um, but yeah, so that's your that's your Netflix recap uh, with uh, with Iron Fist uh, coming out on September seventh. Um, but yeah, so I, I hope you guys. Uh, have enjoyed this Netflix recap of things. I'm enjoying this bar. I'm having a really good time here. Uh, yeah. So I think I might actually just stay at the bar for a while. You uh, guys can okay. Just yeah, I'll have fun. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? You'll you'll call us when you, you know need what? a ride. Yeah, you know what? I'll hit you guys up. Uh, you know, do you guys have a uh, uh, Facebook Messenger or uh, we have- we are uh, on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can email us at sanctuary1 uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we're on Patreon. Yeah. If you want to ask us any questions that you want okay. us to talk about while we're on the air broadcasting throughout uh, the known universe. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just tweet you guys when I'm when I'm ready to. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll come back. Point, we'll come back and. We'll I'm gonna be, I feel like you. I'm going to have a good time here. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, uh, okay. Thank then, you guys uh, for the ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you where you were. Uh, no uh, five stars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Five stars. Awesome. Right. Five stars. Good job. Oa Lift app. GG. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, right. right. Or Oa. Uh, I don't know. But that's gonna be it for us here. Uh, so for props inside and myself and for 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 Jared. Yeah. Thanks for giving me a ride to the Oblivion Bar. I'm having Absolutely. a good time. Absolutely. Uh, guys, have a, one, a wonderful week, and and we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week.